Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on Planetfall, Gladius, ISG, Alliance of the Sacred Suns, and much, much more. Nate and Troy. Hey, Troy. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here, Nate. How are you doing? Uh, I'm glad it's the weekend. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, I don't know if anything is going to change in my neck of the woods anytime soon. Just my gaming drought appears to be continuing for a while. So hey, I'm glad Rob is back because he's definitely putting stuff out. And I'm just like, woohoo, I helmet again. Because I felt like I was just, you know anchor of despair holding everybody back so no i don't think so at all i think that you know you and nate started this in 2014 me and nate on i and i started oh yeah you and rob uh back in 2014 uh i hopped on in 2015 and a whole lot has changed since then uh yeah it's amazing how much four or five years can make a difference in a person's life as far as professionally and family and things like that a lot can happen in that amount of time so absolutely anyway so, yeah. uh before we go any further i do want to apologize to the fans this shouldn't be a problem but it might be mm-hmm. i don't live too far from where my county's fairground oh. are, and tonight is the tractor pull so if you hear really powerful engines revving in the background my apologies it shouldn't be as bad as the july 4th episode we recorded where it was a war zone behind me. <laughs> um, Troy, yeah, I, I was... think I think you're making a small mistake. Assuming people don't even know what a tractor pull is. Oh I yeah, think you have I to, mean, I think you have to explain that so people can understand the significance of those words. A tractor pull is you get some type of vehicle. Doesn't necessarily have to be a tractor. Can be a tractor, and you put a whole bunch of engines on it, multiple engines, each with a supercharger, big old like triple barrel supercharger on it. And you have to drag a skid, like a big trailer thing without any wheels, a certain distance. And then each participant who does that is graded on speed. Like how fast can you drag this really heavy thing with your custom-made vehicle with, I don't know, multiple Hemi engines in it. So anyway, it's, it's a rural American thing. Um, I've actually never been to it to watch. Oh, but um, it's loud. I every year around this time I hear it, so I know what's going on. So, 
Again, hopefully it won't be as bad as the July 4th episode, which will go down. It's one of our worst podcasts ever. Not because we did anything wrong. It was just the sound and the fire. What about when I was in the war zone? Uh, that was at the same time, bro. Oh, was that that same episode? No. Mm-hmm. That was... No. Yep. Was it really? It really was. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a pretty bad episode. I mean, it was a badass episode. I mean, excuse me. It was an awesome episode. Because people, <laughs> people didn't get to hear because of... Uh, I was at a war zone. You There was a war going on around you, but you were in your house. So I sounded like I was a war correspondent. It was an exciting episode for those that were willing to tough it out and hear yeah, what it was. Yeah, it was, it was awful. It, it was really bad. Awful okay. or awful or both? It was both. Shall we get to the news? Yes, please. Let, let us get on with it, as they oh. say. All right. So we're going to kick things off with Thea 2. And they released their first newsletter since launching Thea 2. Or Muha released its first newsletter since launching Thea 2. And they announced this is so big. The first DLC is coming out August 1st, which is... Like, not very long after you hear this podcast. So, wow. I mean, that's that's really fantastic. So, it's not going to be a huge DLC. Not like the Giants DLC in Thea 1. This is going to have some new th- human classes, new artworks, a new event pack, uh, a focus on village quests, new rituals. The Vol faction will be coming back. And if I remember right, uh, they're going to be doing a bit more with your chosen one in this. So, man, August 1st, new DLC for Thea 2. So I can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, I'll talk more about Thea 2 when we get the games we're playing. But I'm also mm-hmm. going to add, they did a very minor patch on the 18th of July. They added mm-hmm. mod support for story modules, uh, mod support for images, which... The mods for Thea 2 are really growing, and uh, they've added the ability to recycle items on Resolve event screen. Now, I've been wanting that, but I didn't realize that was in the game yet, so I haven't tried it. I really want to do that, because what I really want is not only recycle an item, but just trash an item, because there's only so many sandstone axes I need clogging up my inventory. So, anyway... Uh, the next big patch will be on August 1st with the DLC, which I imagine will be free. That's been their pattern in the past. I don't think they said definitively one way or the other in their update whether it would be free or not. But anyhow, uh, that's coming from Muha Games, and wow, man, I am excited. Yeah, I'm glad because I know for a while you were struggling with it. And you're not alone. There have been others that have been struggling, but Muha keeps listening to feedback. And as part of this patch, there's going to be a rebalancing to some of the skills. So as you had mentioned, the modding is beginning to pick up because of the uh, the mod support, the Steam Workshop support. And within, there are a few mods that clean up the skill trees. Like there are too many skills that are too similar to one another. And it's sometimes within a game, you will get the same skill twice. And it's like... Why wouldn't you just upgrade one skill to the max and move on to the next one? So they've been trying to fix that, the modders. And I think that the devs at Muha are seeing like how much support those mods are having. So they're starting to re-examine the skill sets again, which is good. Now, let's get on to the next item. So the first of the news items for the next item is that Gladius, Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War, officially 
released its next DLC, which we have been talking about, and that's the Chaos Space Marines. Now, I had speculated that it might be a specific faction as one of the uh, greater Chaos Gods, but it's not. It's actually Chaos Undivided. So this is uh, a warband that's not worshipping any of the four deities, uh, Korn, Nurgle, Zinch, Slanish, it's, you know, or none of the minor ones or greater demons or anything like that. It's just straight up, you know, chaos is great, all hell chaos, you know, down with the emperor of mankind, the heretic, you know, he's just trying to destroy humanity and all that. So um, it's out. It's officially out. Um, on my Steam friends list, I'm looking that a lot of people are buying it. Uh, the game was recently on sale on the Steam summer sale, which ended a week last week, I believe it ended. And uh, a lot of people picked up Gladius, and I think people even pre-ordered it there for a little break. So it should be good. I like their last one, the Tyranids, and I can't wait to dig into this one. So one of the major things that they're adding with this chaos, with the new Chaos faction is that the way upgrades work, it's very similar to tabletop. You can get various upgrades to a Chaos Lord, which makes your Chaos Lord like mutations, more and more powerful. But there's always a chance that your Lord will become a Chaos Spawn, which is uh, essentially a mindless juggernaut of a unit, but it's mindless. And that's, you know, you don't want your main hero becoming a Spawn. Or maybe you do. I don't know. But anyway, so they, um, they're the various units are stuff like Obliterators, which are. Um, it's it's not exactly a machine per se it's not exact so it's not a dreadnought it's not a tank but it's not a unit it's a demon possessed war machine and they're they're interesting units they're you know if you play dawn of war you know exactly what they are if you do any tabletop uh another one is they have a major like one of the top tier units are a demon a daemon prince or demon prince so as you can tell there's going to be quite a bit of uh, chaos goodness brought forth with the new faction now having said that on the 18th they released um version 1.3 which is the free update that comes along that has all kinds of uh changes it has so it has uh, the Chaos Space Marines, and then it has all kinds of changes to the units. There's lots of balance that had to go on. There's AI adjustments, bug fixes. So there's that. And shortly thereafter, they're right, right afterwards, and the next day, they released version 1.31, which further adds more balance changes based on immediate feedback and also some bugs that were reported. So, you know, a proxy is right on top of it. I'm I, I can generally and honestly say that Gladius was one of my favorite 4X games of last year, and it's one of the few games that does justice to Warhammer 40k lore. And with the Chaos Marines, I'm really looking forward to seeing who the next guys are. So in, in future weeks, we will do some future casting. But yeah, uh, once Joe is back from vacation, if you can't find the notes, click on ours. You'll find all kinds of fun stuff in there. All right, very cool. So next we're going to hit up Age of Wonders Planetfall, and they're continuing their dev diaries in preparation for the nearby launch. And this week we're getting another minor faction called uh, the Paragon Faction. And essentially what these guys are, <clears throat> they are the leftover aristocracy from the Star Union. So the storyline goes, the Star Union ruled the galaxy, it collapsed, and all the planets were isolated and on their own. People mutated, people survived however they could, 
new uh, races were, I don't know, introduced. Others that may have been enslaved broke free. So the Paragons are essentially the guys who used to have all the power, but don't have the power anymore. And to me, that sounds like a great storyline for a full-fledged faction, not a minor faction. So I'm a little bit surprised that this group um, is is being a, a type of faction that anyone anyone can recruit. So they have a lot going on with them. They get a full set of units. So they get light units and heavy units and things like that. And like they're, I don't know, like they're one of their basic units is their guard. And it looks like a Praetorian guard unit. They got shields and spears and uh, they can do either kinetic damage or if they get pumped up by another one of their uh, allied units, they can switch to arc damage. So it makes the Paragon kind of a difficult because they might start with kinetic damage and then midway through the fight switch to arc damage, which is essentially electric damage. And that can be, you know, difficult uh, to adapt to depending upon how you're building your own units. They also get a couple mechs, like battle mechs. They get a smaller one called a heavy soldier, which really, like, even the ornamentation on that one reminds me a lot of um, Warhammer 40K. Like, it kind of looks, just the symbols mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the color scheme and oh. all that looks a lot like Warhammer. They look a little bit like the Imperial Guard. I, I agree. Astro Militar. I agree. And then they get a big Imperial Walker, uh, Star Wars reference there, uh, which is just like a taller version of the old one. Uh, they they also get a really cool looking unit called a Techno Prophet. So this is the second time that uh, Planetfall has included a Prophet type character. So that's and in both cases, I think they're like crazy. These these prophets are like crazy people. So anyway, uh, the Techno Prophet is a leader of a group of Paragon units, and he's got like this throne that he floats around on, which is another motif that. Planetfall really seems to like you know you got the uh, the slaver the slave master type guy um, the Harkonnens yes so he looks like Baron Harkonnen this guy doesn't quite look like Baron Harkonnen although it is somewhat reminiscent of that and uh, he has the, an ability that allows him to connect to old Star Union military satellites that may still be in orbit above a planet and so he can call down a blast of arc energy which is going to deal massive amounts of damage to enemy forces. So that's kind of neat and different there. Then it has a dune buggy like most of the factions do. And then finally a a dragonfly unit, which I could best describe as like a vertical helicopter. It looks like it's got wings and then they tip the body forward. So it's really kind of interesting. So anyway, uh, Paragon dwellings are in old star union ruins and um, they will tend to put out like um, cannon fodder units in combat and then have their prophets and some of their other more uh, high ranking units behind them kind of healing up the cannon fodder and keeping them alive while infiltrator units will flank around to the side. So they're a fully developed faction for a minor faction. They're not, you know, like in a lot of games, Nate, You'll see minor factions, they'll have one or two different types of units, and then when you conquer them or get them to join your side, you'll get to build one. But in Planetfall, it looks like you're going to get access to all of this, and it's really quite amazing. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, 
this game is looking super deep and is really even though there aren't a whole lot of starting factions, I think there's going to mm-hmm. be tons of replayability because you're going to want to see what it's like to befriend these minor factions and use their units mm-hmm. and things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I really like what Triumph's doing here with this and um, good on them for developing these minor factions to such a high degree. Well, they did. They like the minor factions played a very big role in Age of Wonders 3, especially if you played with City Founding turned off. And I think in Planfall, they play an even bigger role because essentially the minor factions are the remnants remnants or survivors of the star union of old right so it's a, it's interesting to see how they had developed post the collapse you know and here you are you got this cyber punk some factions are cyberpunk some factions are imperial some factions are imperial some are what have we seen so we've seen i think we've had two major features so far right uh so and, far the spacers and the paragon no there's like there's the growth Right, right. Well, I mean, but they haven't been featured like this. Oh, they right. Had yes. Yeah. So There's we've seen a like few a of the other ones. Faction, two minor factions. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember uh-huh. their name at the moment. It's. It'll come to you when it comes. I will make sure that you cover it because I want to see your reaction. You're going to have a fun reaction to them. To the robots. I can. Uh, yeah. I. You, when you see them, I remember them from before, and I had mentioned them, and you were kind of like what so when okay. when they're when they have their full feature i'm gonna make sure it's all you because i just want to sit back and eat some popcorn and <laughs> enjoy the show oh, that's, no. what I, that's what yes not in a bad way in a good way i think i think you're going to understand that some of your fears about paradox's involvement with triumph since purchasing triumphs or taking triumph in the wing or however you want to call it that triumph still has plenty of control they're still behind the wheel they're still making decisions because that's what we're seeing with these factions is they're fun okay so they're gonna add to the game the robots don't look like chinese communists then oh troy 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 you just wait just all right all right well moving on as a last bit of news like it's not last we have other things we're going to cover but this was last minute update this is for Interstellar Space Genesis by Praxis Games, the, the guys that formerly ran Space Sector. And we've been covering them a lot. We're very, like, very much interested in seeing what they're doing. We like a lot what they've done. Oliver's on it. Rob's on it. You know, I've messed with it a little bit when I back when I had a few moments. And they took a couple of mechanics to really interesting levels. So, for example... One of the biggest, I'm going to tell you what the news is in a second, but I will tell you why this game is kind of unique. One of the biggest issues that almost everybody has with 4X games is that the most exciting part of the game is the exploration phase. That's why Stellaris is so loved. And like, like the not the expansion so much, like at some point it becomes grindy, not the exploitation, which sometimes, you know, has something to it, but mostly grindy. The combat is usually pretty good, but like everybody loves good exploration. Well, in Interstellar Space Genesis, you have good exploration from beginning through the end. So even systems that you might have explored will have exploration events later on, or maybe new systems appear. And that's kind of what they did with Endless Space 2. They started like these systems that were unattached to the star lanes would appear and you could colonize them and maybe hide out in them and stuff well, here you have that, but even more so, I think. They have a deeper mechanic at play. Anyways, all that aside, 
what's the news item from interstellar space genesis they recently went into their public beta they had promised us that they would do everything within their power to release the game in july and they have put out the release date so basically it's coming out july 25th and this is so the game right now is in early access it's in beta but the ver- the latest version that at least Explorinate has access to, and I'm pretty sure it's at the press build, is as close as it's going to get to release. And at release, it's not going to be any new mechanics, any new you know gameplay systems. It's just going to be the missing art and the few things that we don't we can't see yet. Animations, all that stuff will be added, and that's it. So the game we're playing is essentially the release candidate. I've been talking to Oliver. He says really good things about it. He's like. He's like, oh, no, Master Ryan 2 clone. And then he's playing Interstellar Space Genesis. Oh, this is cool. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, oh, ah, e, ah, you know, good things versus like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. So, you know, good, <laughs> good on praxis because I hear oh, no, all the time. I say oh, no, all the time, you know? Oh, yeah, but definitely. This one is standing out, and that's a good thing. It's got some really good, like, really interesting ideas it needs work in spaces i'm not going to mention any of that because that's all going to come in oliver's review and we're hoping to have a release day piece or somewhere close to release day so stay tuned but overall uh we like what we see and that's as much as i'm going to say about that all right very cool well we're going to talk about alliance of the sacred sons next and as always uh our good friend over there at uh a-O-T-S-S has created quite a lengthy dev journal. So we're just going to hit the highlights and eventually the links will be up for you to follow. So here are the major additions and changes. Uh, Special Ops are now in and if you can't recall, we reported on this a couple of months ago. You have to send Inquisitors, which are essentially informants slash spies to... uh, watch houses or characters in the game and as they do that you'll accumulate information about them and all each and every character in each and every house has a little meter with it that tells you how good your information is from zero to 100 zero you know nothing 100 you know everything and then once you get your meter up above a certain point you can start doing special ops to either assassinate or undermine or discredit whatever that house or character so these are in the game now people can start uh working on those and playing with those also because there weren't enough meters they're adding a fear mechanic so uh niccolo machiavelli asked an excellent question so many years ago is it better to be feared or loved and uh Alliance of the Sacred Sons is coming down much more on the better to be feared. So each character is getting a fear meter that goes from 0 to 100. 0 is they're not afraid of you at all as the Imperial Highness of the Star Empire. 100% is they're absolutely terrified of you. And you can you, you can leverage that fear level to get what you want out of that character. However, there are long-term consequences for doing so. So it's a quick way to accomplish something, but there are going to be long-term consequences. Also, um, this is really an important addition to the game, I think, is a Grand Vizier. This Grand Vizier is going to advise you on 
the likelihood of you succeeding in any of your actions. Remember, you can accumulate action points in this game, and you use those action points to execute orders or special operations or assaults or practically anything, diplomatic treaties, all those things. And the vizier is going to tell you very simply how how likely you are to succeed. So green means you're very likely. Yellow means 50-50. Red, probably not. And this game needs helps like this because I feel like the complexity of Alliance of the Sacred Sons is so deep. There's so many different things to take into account as you're just trying to manage all the different relationships you got to manage. Uh, you need something simple. That's going to tell you good, bad, or neutral. And um, in addition to all this, a whole lot of bug fixes, improvements for the UI, uh, some rebalancing with the economy and with happiness, this sorts of thing. Uh, more conversation tags have been added, added, including 250 lines of speech, which is really great. And uh, quite a bit more coming from Alliance of the Sacred Sun. So this is much more in the grand strategy uh, on that end of this experience spectrum rather than 4x this game used to be called imperium 5x and i'm glad mm -hmm, the name mm -hmm. was changed because that suggested it was much more of a 4x than grand strategy mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. like i i think it's gotten really far from 4x and it is firmly it, it's a legit it's a legit grand strategy yeah, I agree. Space grand strategy i don't know if there's anything out there on this level there are obviously some out there I mean, Stellaris is trying, but Stellaris moved, f keeps moving further and further away from Grand Strategy and more and more into 4X, which you know, to me is not a problem. It's not a problem, but Alliance of the Sacred Sons, for real, for real, is a Grand Strategy set in space, like more Crusader Kings 2 and Europa Universalis than, you know, Stellaris or anything like that. Yeah, and in addition to all that, uh, the dev for Alliance of the Sacred Sons has posted up a... Um, Poll. Survey? Yeah, like a poll. Mm -hmm. And you can mm -hmm. access that on the news tab of its store page. And essentially, it's just gauging interest in the game. It's really quick. You don't have to own the game to take the survey. He just mm -hmm. wants... He, he's basically wanting to get some data on what people think of the game. Have they heard of the game? Are they intending to play the game? Things like this. So... Uh, if you have a chance, it, it would be really swell of you if you could go to the store page for Alliance of the Sacred Sons on Steam, click the News tab, and uh, take that survey for them. Uh, I, I mm -hmm. bet he'd really appreciate people doing that. So I mean, we have it linked in the notes, but again, if Joe is not Joe's up be probably on vacation, time. so you might not get oh, the notes. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so that's why I'm explaining it in such detail. So I, be I believe it's his. Um... Steve, his Twitter handle is Steve Hawkins. There you so go. So if you follow me on Twitter, you can find him there. And he also has a link on his Twitter for Alliance of the Sacred Sons, or I think over there it's AOTSS. So, yes. Awesome. All hey, right, well, Nate, I got a question for yeah. you. Yes. What is Per Aspera? Okay, good question. And with that, I think we have ended the main part of our new show so in the past we've covered various games that cover settling of mars and some titles are off like so what is it off world trading 
companies is about like the business of settling Mars. Right, right. Whereas surviving Mars is about the complexity of colonizing Mars, yeah, which is like different community. than the business. It's much more yeah, it's kind of like city skylines, on, but set on Mars, kind of, you know, and all the all that entails, you know, more natural disasters, more uh, resource uh, gathering because, you know, you you have to make sure you're in the right place. And if you don't have certain resources, you build up your, your colony in a certain way to compensate for that. So, you know, you have different types. Well, Per Aspera is a, another game about settling Mars. But what this one is, this one is a more narrative-driven game. So it is a strategy game. It's a narrative-driven game. And what makes it unique is that there's a lot more physics and actual astronomy involved astrophysics you know you have a lot more of what it will actually take to settle mars less fiction more science and then the other thing is is kind of like surviving mars you're not sending colonists right away your son you're sending an ai and automated systems to help prepare the planet for colonies but the the twist is that this is not the first expedition to mars there have been others and they have all failed and why has that happened? So part of this part of this game's narrative is that you are trying to prepare the planet for human colonization and also trying to, in a way, figure out why it has failed before. So I, I you know, like we've been covering a lot of 4X games. We've been covering a lot of like squad tactics games. But from once in a while, we're going to throw in something a little different. Also space, also strategy, always that you know, maybe fantasy or something, but something a little different, something that's more grounded in reality, I think. So I, I'm hoping that people give it, that are at least considering it, give it a look, leave us some feedback on it. I'm curious if, you know, do our listeners want us to just stick to the basics? Okay, guys, just cover 4X, cover one or two of your pet projects and stay away from the, you know, the wider genre out there. Or would they like us to try a few different things as well? Because there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot, a lot. There are lots of interesting games coming down the pipeline. And, you know, we might want to cover some of them in, no, all strategy, all 4X. But I mean, not stuff that's conventional, not things like this that are not more narrative, meaning like, you know, slightly less action-y per se. At least that's how it looks like to me. So please let us know. And then the other thing that I want to talk about briefly is that this this section, the what is section, I started last year, I think sometime, no, was it even last year or the year before? Uh, it was last year. It was last year, but there are quite a few games that were covered. So it was like maybe half a year or so. So at the end of the year, I'm going to make another listing all the games we covered as like a resource for people to kind of go through but anyways one of the things that i got back from that is that people really like it people started tuning in for that because you have issues where on steam and i think you're going to cover this a little bit later in a different news in a different conversation piece but with so many games coming to steam it is hard to find good games is the best way to describe it or something unique or something that stands out something that's similar to what we're already playing but not something that's widely known well if you think it is hard to do that with games do you know how hard it is to do that with good mods very hard with good mods exactly so what i want to do is once a month I want to introduce a feature. We ch we did this a while back with writing up for mods. We did it for XCOM 2 maybe three years ago, two three three years ago, two and a half years ago, and it was well received. But it's just I I I wanted to do it for some other games, but I just didn't have the time. I didn't have the time. I didn't have the you know the background 
needed to find the really good mods. I can give people lots of good XCOM. About it. So this mod of the month is going to look at one mod each month that is specifically for a 4X game. And it's a mod that is highly regarded, like has really high production value, like quality work, like does not feel like a mod. So this month, I want to talk about a mod for Sins of a Solar Empire, which is a game that Stardock has. And it's not a new game. And it is a game that I believe you really enjoyed. Oh, yeah, it's a great game. Highly recommend it. So this mod is called Sins of the Prophets. And I believe this is a Halo mod. And it within this game, Halo, there is it's a Xbox exclusive, it's Microsoft game. There's like it's like a beloved game. I'm not even trying to paint a rosy picture here. I mean, literally, this is one of the few games when people talk about the like, yes, this is this is a system seller type of game. And within this game, there were a lot of different factions, a lot of alien species. There's like a really deep story, a lot of interesting stuff. So what these guys did, and I've been following them, I think now for two years on Twitter, what they're doing is they're they're adapting the space gameplay of the game where Halo is not really set in space. Halo is a set on planets, you know, you it's kind of first person, third person kind of stuff. I think I'm, I never really played it. I never got into it, but... I know quite a few people that love it. And this is about the space aspect of the game and like adding. So the latest thing that they release is that they're adding basically faction leaders. So adding heroes to sins of a solar empire, essentially, or, you know, admirals or captains or something. It's really, really, really cool. Super high quality. So if somebody asks me, Nate, can you recommend for me? or to me, a good Sins of a Solar Empire mod, I'd be like, yep, Sins of the Prophets, check it out. So if this, not the particularly maybe this mod or anything, but if this section sounds interesting to you, please let us know. If you couldn't care one iota about mods, and this is just a giant waste of your time, please let us know. Because as Rob has been making all these updates and changes to the website and to the Patreon and just really livening things up, I want to do... A couple of tiny little things to the weekly exchange as well to, you know, make it a little, just a little bit more engaging, but in a slightly different way. So, again, Sins of the Prophets, which is a mod for Sins of a Solar Empire. Fantastic game. Fantastic mod. If you're like me and you like good graphics, this mod is for you. If you're like me and you like deep gameplay, this mod is for you. If you like Sins of a Solar Empire and you've always wondered what it would be like with Halo, this mod is certainly for you. All right, very cool. Well, uh, if you've been paying attention to the news at all, or maybe your Twitter or Facebook feed, something like that, you've probably been bombarded with stuff about the moon landing because this is the anniversary of that. Everybody's celebrating it and uh, getting all excited about it, reminiscing about it. I mean, that was way before our time, Nate. But still, I think we can appreciate uh, just all the, the work and sacrifice and courage it took to do that. Well, Valve wanted to commemorate that also, and so they're running a space exploration sale, and all these space-themed games are on sale this week. So, titles you probably would recognize, like Surviving Mars is 66% off, Faster Than Light is 75% off, Endless Space 2 is 66 You can get Endless Space 2 for $13.59 right now. Oh, and we were just talking about Sins of the Solar Empire Rebellion. $22.50 right now, which is 
fifty uh, percent off. I think that's pretty good for that game. But still, endless space. I think doesn't it come with everything? Um, let me. Oh, I think it. it comes with quite a few things too. Uh, let's see. Um, it's hard for me to know since I own the game. Yeah, it's the bundle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so not the, actual the ultimate game edition though. Right. Right. So it comes with I don't know the soundtrack and a couple other little things. So, but. Okay, the gold bundle. Wow, they have a lot of different bundles for this. The gold bundle is twenty four percent off, so thirty eight seventy, and that gets you everything ever made. So, anyhow, lots of lots of really good games um, on sale here. Like honestly, I, this is the time to buy Endless Space Two, guys. Um, Thirteen fifty for that game is just that is ridiculously cheap. Uh, but you know, if you already own it, and you're looking for some other games. Um, I I mean, I just I, I I would highly recommend just scrolling through this. There's plenty that are going to appeal to people. Well, I think by the time they hear the podcast, the sale will be over. Oh so no, the, really? Oh, that's terrible. yeah. I think so. But I think what's really important about this particular news item is not yes, the sale is important, and it's actually a really good sale. Because it's a targeted sale to a very specific type of game gamer, essentially. Because you're not going to have, uh, you know, relationship games here. You're not going to have, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, games with uh, chance here. You're not going to have, you know, side scrollers, possibly, unless it's set in space or something like that. The point is, is a lot of these games, the theme is the same. So that's what they're sticking to. And, and to me, that's, that's important because that's that's almost like Valve or I guess in this case, Steam curating its shop because they're actually not throwing everything in the kitchen sink, toilet and two empty rolls of toilet paper at you. You know, they're actually picking out. Somebody sat down and said, okay, what are some good space games? What are some games that are good reviewed? I looked through it. I did not, at least, I don't know if it's tailored to each person differently. So that was definitely something interesting to ask. Maybe people can share some of the games they saw and we can see if there are any differences between each other as to what they what we see. But a lot of the stuff that I saw there that I don't own is stuff that I'd be interested in. Well, you know, I'm like... Lords of the Black Sun is on sale. It's okay, well, there you go. That theory's out the window. <laughs> the, it is 82% off, which is probably still not enough. But well, uh, there we go. But anyway. Shows how much I know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is uh, um, What's that other game that you love so much? Oh, Apollo 4X. I is Apollo know. 4X on it? Search. we got to quit mentioning that game. Some poor slob is going to buy that thing and go, oh, my goodness, this really is bad. Uh, um, yeah. But I don't yeah, see but a so, feature. Thank so goodness. Cool. So they haven't it's, sunk it's, that low. It's right. But, I mean, what what's cool about this is this is, looks like some kind of professional curation. You know, so if Steam or Valve or however you want to refer to them doesn't – so the Steam Workshop, so Valve. If Valve doesn't go crazy with this and have a different sale, oh, look, tomorrow is the pink-purple flesh moon once in a lifetime. The day after is the orange moon. If they don't do a sale like this every other day, this could be pretty cool. This kind of feels like a like a major publisher weekend, but instead of a publisher, this is a themed weekend, you know? So that's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. All right, we ready for games we're playing? Yes. Why don't you start? All right. Um, obviously, I played World Tanks Blitz. Mm-hmm. And my my World of Tanks Blitz to Thea 2 ratio was a bit more balanced this week because uh-huh. I finally beat Thea 2. Oh, and, how was that? Oh, man, it was great. It was really good. 
So I accomplished everything. Did you get the alchemist? Did he join your? Yeah, he did. He joined my party at the end of it. Um, Was that a big help? Man, I didn't mess with any of that till the very end. (laughs) Oh no, 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 no! I'm talking about the alchemist. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick him up till the very last turn. That's what I quit. That's too bad. He's a really cool character. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. He looks like a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, um, I picked up 38 gob points in that one, so I was wait pretty... what? Yeah, how many? 38. What? The... Oh my god, dude! I yeah, think I posted. Like my... I put a screenshot up on my. Oh no, no, I believe you. I, I believe you. I'm just like I think in my picked up in any single game, and that was a game that I probably beat a thousand turns before I called the quits. It was like maybe 17 or 18. Yeah. Well, huh, I wanted to max it out as much as I could. Well, so, you did it good, sir. You yeah. did it. Yeah, so I highly recommend picking up the card that lets you increase the gathering range of your camps, yes. not just your village. Mm-hmm. That's a nice yeah. one to have. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Thea 2 is great. It's really good. Um, like I said, I played World of Tanks Blitz. And also, I played a game called Legends of Kalasia. What's that? And exactly, that's a great question. What is that? Uh, I found this using Steam's new AI recommender that we reported on last week. Uh-huh. Like I really, so it's I, actually good. Yeah, I highly recommend the new recommender. I, that sounds funny Ooh. to say, but like, try that out, guys. Uh, it it recommended this game to me, and I was like, sure. It had a demo, so I was like, mm-hmm. why not? I'll pick up the demo. So I played the demo, and it's pretty fun. So um, if I had to compare it to something, I would say it's kind of like it's, it's the same sort of premise as the Eodor games, like Eodor Imperium. However, unlike the Eodor games, this game plays really fast. It's, it's slimmed down. It's much more basic. So if like the, the complexity of Eodor and the detail of Eodor and the mashing, the end turn of Eodor really appealed to you, you're probably not going to be that interested in Legends of Kalasia. But if you've looked at Eodor in the past and thought, I'd like to play it, but I don't have 100 hours just to dedicate to playing the first game, this might be what's for you. It, it's it's similar. you got these provinces. They're probably going to have cities or some other type of structure in them. If not, you can add it there. There's several different terrain types. And... I mean, it, it it plays really fast. Like you could play a quick game in about half an hour. So that's hmm. that's always a big positive for you. Yeah, it's it like it's not the deepest forex game. Like you know, you got to be in the mood for something that's kind of simple and fast. If simple and fast is not your thing, then you're not gonna like Legends of Kalasia. But if you're pressed for time and you just want to make some armies and build a few buildings and kind of more or less go on a, a, a conquest-style campaign, th- that's what this game is for. It, it really highly prioritizes the exploration and extermination, X's, the uh, expansion and exploitation especially, are really minimized. So, anyway... Uh, I got to tell you, I enjoyed it, and, you know, uh, from what I played, which hasn't been a whole lot, but from what I played in the demo, yeah, it's a thumbs up from me. What about you? Did you get to play anything? Uh, you want the short or the long of it? At least you played Bejeweled 3. No, I didn't even get to play Oh, that. my goodness, it's that's that, terrible. It's been that, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like when you go on vacation, 
and you assume that the work gets done while you're on vacation. <laughs> and then you come back. And it's like, there are other people there. there. You have underlings. You have minions. <laughs> you come back and nothing got done. And it's like, wait, what? Huh? What? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, now I got to make plus regular work. Now I got to make up for that. It's almost like they're trying to tell me I shouldn't go on vacation. So yeah. I think next time I'm going to double the length of my vacation. We'll see who wins at the end. There you go, man. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I like that. I got the time. I might as well use it, you know? Yeah, I like that. I like that so a lot. Gonna, if, it's, if it's a waiting game, like trying to sit you out, like, oh, yeah, you go on vacation. Wait till you see how much work is waiting for you when you come back. Okay, I'll double my vacation. Let's see if you can hold out that long before you need my input. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to work. See how that turns out. So anyways, yeah, no, I didn't get a chance. I think... I think this week I turned on Steam twice, or I actually went on the PC that I that has Steam on it that I use for uh, you know like responding stuff because and I turned it on like I was gonna play and then it updated and then a Windows update happened because you know you gotta have at least two of those a week or some kind of security oh, update yeah. or yep. video card update or something you know and then. It, it like logs you out so i went to like go log back in i'm like oh, i don't have any patience for this I, I don't even want to wait 30 seconds to go through that process and then the second time i logged in same exact thing this time steam updated and that was that was all the patience i had to try and play video games this, this is the last show so maybe this weekend i'll get a chance but to be honest with you if i'm going to play anything this weekend it's probably going to be spider-man oh all right on well, my ps4 cool. it is so good yeah. it's such a good game that counts so. it's still a game um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we close this one up? Yeah, just quickly mention that uh, this past week uh, we've had um, Rob's rebooted the series that he was doing for uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall. He was unhappy with his sound. Unlike us, he is not a savage and he's a perfectionist. So if something is even a little <laughs> bit off, he's like, like when he heard the podcast, the, uh, the war correspond the podcast he's like mm, i think you guys need to re-record it and it's like we can't we wish we could we can't mm, i don't know if i would po i would even post that and it's like nope haven't missed the show not gonna start now you know right it is exactly. what it is so he's like okay just be just be warned people are gonna be unhappy I'm like, ah, well, you know we, we do what we can do we're not getting paid for this we're not pros it is what it is we do the best we can he's like okay so anyways he's not like that though he's like oh my god i think there was a weird peep somewhere or something was off with the sound i'm gonna make a new one i'm like you already have like two or three k views i don't care i'm gonna make like the perfect video and he posted it and guess what it's better so you know more power to him i think as of the recording at least two of the videos from this let's play are up maybe a third and then um dallin also posted up uh, two videos for uh, Battle Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2. And uh, that's it. Next week. Oh, well, by the time you hear this, we're going to have our Civ 6 Gathering Storm review up. Oh, all right. Cool. So I didn't talk about it in the show, main part of the show, but it will be up. So I'm looking forward. And it's going to be the old format. So you have Rob's at the gates, which is the new format, and you have Gathering Storm being the old format or the format we've been using. And I'm very curious to see with these two reviews side by side what people say, like which one they like, because we can do 
one or the other or both or figure out some additional changes and whatnot. So let us know. And then the usual huge thank you to our patrons. Rob is messing with Patreon in a good way, doing all kinds of stuff. You guys, I think one of you already got a key for Godhood and there's going to be some other games and I'll be posting up some at least one or two keys this week. Just I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Just it's there. Take it. Might be something awesome. Might not be. Might be Apollo Four X. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never. A- I would that's never gotta be like an April them. Fools one sometime. That's yeah. Maybe on April Fools. If people don't remember, I'll do something like that. Then. But anyways, uh, just a big thank you to our patrons. Thank you for our supporters, to our listeners, to our fans. We appreciate it. We know about the podcast not being updated to iTunes, and we're working on it. And we got a few fixes in the works of this. This is not going to continue. One way or the other, this will be fixed. So Rob and I are kind of doing stuff behind the scenes. But stay tuned. There's going to be more exciting stuff coming next week. And I think I'm done. What about you? Well, that's all I got. So we'd like to thank everybody for joining us this week. We really enjoyed having you on the Weekly Exchange. This has been Troy and Nate for Exploraminate. Take care, everyone. See ya.